I've traveled the country talking about change for America, but my travels have also changed me. I've spent time with grieving mothers who've lost their children. I moved on her and I failed. I did try and fuck her. She was married. I've said some foolish things, but there's a big difference between the words and actions of other people. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. Bill Clinton has actually abused women. We will discuss this more in the coming days. See you at the debate on Sunday. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Tom, Dick and Hyman show. Jesus, the last couple of weeks in news, huh? Crazy. Pretty crazy. What's going on with UKIP at the moment? Speaking of uh, crazies, I'm going to be talking about Louis Theroux's My Scientology movie. But welcome, welcome us all into the insane asylum is Donald Trump. Luckily, I'm not alone today, as I'm joined by Tim. Hello. And Cameron. Hi. All right, let's get crazy and grab the podcast by the pussy. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell was that noise? What was that? What was? That's a that's a pussy purring. That's what pussy sounds like when it's happy. Doesn't it? <sighs> I'm so glad I invited you guys on. <laughs> so kicking us off, Donald Trump. He's going down in flames. Tim, your boy. What happened? I don't think he's going down in flames at all. Oh Jesus! You're in denial on this one. You think he'll appeal to the uh, what, middle Feminine American? <laughs> <laughs> Puerto Rican rogue. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's been in the public sphere for quite a while now, and I'm amazed at all these things have just come out now. Right. You Obviously, you do get that momentum thing where one person says it, other people get the strength to, you know, come out, unburden themselves of this terrible torment of someone rubbing up next to you in a nightclub. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Slightly harsher allegations. Like, one woman, didn't she uh, say she got moved from coach to... Um... Well, hold on, let's... <laughs> we'll get into that. I mean, I was planning on talking about the actual debate. So there was Trump versus Hillary round two last Sunday. Yeah. Mm. Events have been overshadowed somewhat by a leaked tape. I think, was it Was it from 2005, this tape? Something ridiculous like that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, on the Friday before Sunday's debate, a tape leaked to the New York Times featuring Donald Trump and now ex-NBC host Billy Bush. And the tape featured the pair speaking boisterously. Locker room talk. About their sexual conquests and just talking about hot women, shit like that. Which you've never done. Oh, no, no, no. No one in any locker room anywhere has ever said anything about hot women. Well, they were on a, they were on a coach, weren't they, technically? Yeah. They so it's not, like, not even a locker room. They knew there was a camera outside, but they didn't realise they had mics. Mm, yeah, they were yeah. turned on. Classic mistake. I think it's all bullshit. It's not bullshit, it's recorded. I think a man of his... Stature. Stature. It would have been, like common public knowledge like why did millions of people watch the apprentice common knowledge that he's sexually he's a sex pest they wouldn't they wouldn't watch it if he was like a known racist rapist hold on you're the guy obsessed with jimmy savile and look what you're saying (laughs) about trump you know how like nobody yeah it's true that money and fame do do protect you yeah no one picked up on the signs but would you through didn't pick up on the signs he didn't interview yeah i saw that the other day 
His he, um, he, he admits that he, or he feels bad that he he didn't question well, he or had pick that, up and shit. It was like a documentary of like oh it was he was almost like trying to exonerate himself. He was going around the country to mm. these people and going I didn't mm. I didn't pick up on it. Mm. And I feel really bad. Did you guys? Did you guys pick up on it? No, we didn't pick up on it either. Louis, He's, you're not that bad. He mm. said that he didn't pick up on it. Yeah, but I thought, even though he shows bits of film, but his whole, that are really creepy. But his whole strength as an interviewer and filmmaker is anyway. We'll he's get so that. good at getting under the skin of people and showing you the real person. Yeah, we'll get onto that though because that's going to be at the end. Right now, we're talking about Trump. So I mean, the media reaction to this leaked tape. Yeah. It it made me think. I hadn't. I saw the reaction to it before I saw the tape, and I thought, "Oh my god, this has got to be like the worst tape in the world. Like it's going to be actual tape of him sexually assaulting a woman." Yeah. It turned out it wasn't that bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I'll stop priming the audience, and we'll just uh, we'll have a little listen, and the audience can make up their own minds of what they think of it. Palm Beach, I moved on her, and I failed. I'll admit it. Whoa. I did try and fuck her. She was married. <laughs> huge news there. No, no, Nancy. Yeah. No, this was... Marriages. And I moved on her very heavily. In fact, I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where they have some nice furniture. <laughs> I took out furniture. I moved on her like a bitch. But I couldn't get there. And she was married. And all of a sudden, I see her. She's now got the big phony tits and everything. She's totally changed her look. She's your girl's hot as shit. In the purple... So, yeah, Whoa! Cool. Yes! Whoa! Yes, the Nautilus story! Oh, my man! Wait, wait, you gotta look at me when you get out of your life. That is very You give me the thumbs up. Okay, you are a piece. You gotta put the thumbs up. <laughs> you gotta okay. give the thumbs up. You can't be too happy. Can you first? Yeah, let me. It's very funny. You gotta give the thumbs up. Uh, you and I will walk there. Taking their time getting out of this bus. Better not be the thumbs No, it's her. Yeah, that's her. With the gold. I gotta use some Tic Tacs just in case they start kissing her. You know, I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. You just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Whatever you want. Grab them by the pussy. <laughs> I can do anything. Look at those legs. All I can see is the legs. No, it looks good. Come on, shorty. Oh, nice legs, huh? Oof, get out of the way, honey. That's good legs. Go ahead. It's always good if you don't fall out of the bus. Like Ford, Gerald Ford, remember? Yeah, make sure you don't fall out of the bus, Trump. Yeah, that's your top priority right there. Listen, can I just say something? Yeah, of course. Okay? This isn't about men going against women, right? It's basically men... this is a sign of appreciation. It's it's men one-upping each other, okay? Years ago, I used to have a job where I was going around with another guy in a white van, yeah? Yeah. Mostly it was a a black van, but, (laughs) right? Occasionally... Like every day, there's banter. Sometimes there'd be like three guys in the van, and you'd sit. There'd be like a pretty girl walking down the street, and someone yeah. would go, oh, "You know, she's pretty." And they'd go, "Oh yeah, she's really fit." But, what, did you and, <laughs> but then guys, yeah, exactly. and then someone will say something even more disgusting, like, "Oh, I'd like to give her whatever, whatever." And they're not actually saying TV? it to her. They're basically trying to like one up each other on how disgusting they can be or yeah. how macho they can be. Mm. It's nothing to do with men against women. This is just men being men among men. But the grab the pussy line. Like, he's basically... What? Ten times worse? You'd say, oh, she's really fit. I'd like to give her one up the bum. Yeah? That would be the sort of thing you'd say every day. Yeah, yeah but no, there's, there's a, a difference between that. That's saying that, I'd like to do that. The That's other kind one of is just going up and, like, yeah. it's a very invasive thing to do. And how do you even but grab like, a pussy? But he's not... <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> they're, just, grab... they're just having a conversation. He didn't grab her Yeah, pussy, but let's be he? real. Let's, the grab the pussy line, it was hyperbole, all right? Anyone who doesn't know, hyperbole is where you exaggerate for comedic effect. He wasn't literally talking about, oh, I see a pretty woman, I just go up. They call it cupping? Is that what they call it, Cam? 
I don't know. Well, why are you fucking asking me? As if I'm if some you, kind of sexual if, predator. If, if, you, if you listened carefully, Trump called, before he talked about grabbing her pussy, he called another guy on the bus a pussy. He said to him, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, you're yeah, such you're a pussy. pussy yeah. And that's what they were doing. He they was being macho, trying to show bitch, So maybe he just doesn't have a particularly huge grasp of the English uh, language. It just frustrates me. It just frustrates me. The yeah. But you can see why there was bullshit. such a negative reaction, right? It is vulgar. It's, it is crass. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it should be... Bar- um... Bar- Barack Obama's never never had a conversation like that in his life. Did you well, see that video? Well, he hasn't been recorded. <laughs> Did you see the video bullshit. that came out a few days after this? No. no. Where it's uh, Barack Obama back in 2008 on a plane. Mm. And um, it's like incredibly low-res blurry video. You can't really make out anything. But supposedly... Oh, I did see this. He's got an erection. Yeah. And he's like chasing women away. So they're running down the aisle away from his... Massive erection. Kenyan erection. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it might, it might have to- so that came out on a Friday. On the Sunday Just is the it. big debate. <laughs> yeah. So obviously straight off the bat, yeah. the very first question and talking point is about this tape. Yeah. It's a far more sexy subject to talk about than like all the WikiLeaks stuff that was spewed over the internet the same weekend. Yeah, but everyone even if that's even that. Exactly. Even if that's legitimately... Yeah, worthy, this, interesting stuff. This is far more entertaining and salacious because everybody is obsessed by sex. Because I was going to say, American politics yeah. has got sleaze throughout its history. Yeah, it's almost expected. JFK. Yeah. He was a sleazeball. Mm. Bill Clinton. Uh, Governor Schwarzenegger. <laughs> he got his maid pregnant. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Good yeah. man. You can't leave... Basically, there's two guys, like him and Bill Clinton, you cannot leave them in a room alone with a woman for more than five God, minutes. sex. Mm. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, but Schwarzenegger was was married to um, a Kennedy. He had the he had the support of the establishment. Yeah, so mm. none of that shit mattered. Trump doesn't have the support of the establishment. Yeah, and he got drilled by Hillary in the debate. The first ten minutes was basically mm. Trump trying to deflect away. He from did this drop video a few tape. great lines though, didn't he? Not really. He had one. What about Bill? About jailing her. Oh, with Donald Trump's temperament, thank God he isn't in charge of our laws. Mm. And then he goes, "Yeah, because you'd be in jail." Mm. Whoa. Mm. Just because we're on fox doesn't mean, mean you have to whip and holler. <laughs> all I'm going to say, oh, all I'm going to say, though, reference. all I'm going to say is that that behaviour shouldn't preclude him from being president. Yeah, well, he tried to fight back because everybody is like that. He tried to fight back by bringing up Bill Clinton's sexual rap sheet. I don't mm. know if you will history. Did you see his face? Yeah, Clinton's yeah. quite stony because he had Trump brought in four women. Oh, supposedly yeah. he sexually assaulted and like yeah. he tried to get it so they would be sitting front row so they'd always be on camera but then right. the debate commission didn't allow it yeah. not surprised for obvious reasons they're pro Hillary mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then Anderson Cooper he set Trump up and it was an obvious setup. it was the uh, it's kind of like um, OJ Simpson trial Mark Furman but Anderson Cooper set Trump up let's see if you can spot the obvious setup. for the record though are you saying that what you said on that bus 11 years ago, that you did not actually kiss women without consent or grope women without consent? I have great respect for women. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. So uh, for the record, I'm you're saying, saying you've never did that. things that, frankly, you, you hear these things are said. And I was embarrassed by it, but I have tremendous respect for women. Have you ever and done those things? have respect for me. And I will tell you, no, I have not. See you know what I mean? How obvious it is mm. being set up. There is always a difference between saying and doing, though. But I think I think Anderson Cooper was asking him that question, knowing there were women waiting in mm. the wings to come out, because mm. the day after the debate, six women came out mm. accusing Donald Trump of sexually assaulting them. Because let's face it, like in the context of the election, it doesn't matter if they're telling the truth or not. 
The damage has been done. Trump's train is completely derailed. It's hurtling through the air and turning into a giant fireball right now. But Tim, you think he's still got a chance? Yeah, I think, like you say, the train has come off the rails and exploded into a fireball. Yeah. So it's now a a flaming meteor, (laughs) unhindered by um, gravity and the rails of the Republican Party. In an interesting way, all the senior Republicans, like Schwarzenegger, have... um, have said, you know, they've disavowed him, say we don't How support this guy. That? He's a fucking arsehole. But that might backfire on them in a way, because now it makes him the anti-establishment candidate, because it's like he he's against was, both though. parties. And there's always been the argument in US politics that the Republican and Democrats... Two have, sides of the same <clears throat> coin thing, yeah. Yeah, and now they've finally got a candidate that is separate of that mechanism. Yeah, he's, so he's even incredibly if he's a, worse. Even if he's an idiot, he's 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 still, a, that, like I say, a separate entity yeah. flaming through the sky. Which might crash. I mean, how bad? How <laughs> bad is it that yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is? Well, I mean, he didn't directly attack Trump. He came out and said, "Oh, for the first time in thirty years, I'm not going to be voting in an election," which is his way of saying Donald Trump sucks. Mm. But Jesus Christ, this guy got his maid pregnant mm. when he's looking down his nose at you and getting sanctimonious. You know, you're in serious trouble, <laughs> and it's going to take more than Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. To even get people to notice the fact that Hillary's corrupt. Yeah. And just thinking about Julian Assange, the whole reason he's locked up in the Peruvian embassy in London. Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian, yeah. whatever. <laughs> is because he's he grabbed some pussy. But as a way of, like, besmirching someone, yeah. especially a man, any sort of ac- accusation of sexual assault or rape, it's... it's Kryptonite. It's kryptonite, but it's also... I'm not saying it's an easy thing to slap on someone, but basically once you've had sex with someone... There is a potential any years down the line they can say, "Oh, actually, no, I sexually assaulted." <laughs> that could that could happen without two people ever meeting. You could say like sixteen years ago, or whatever. Yeah, but it's an accusation. You can't just bat it away by waving your hand once. Not when it comes to the the leader of the free world. These allegations they have to be investigated, and it's going to take a long time. It, the and election, a lot of money. the election will have come and gone by the time anyone knows. Are these stories true? Are they false? What have you? But like I say, it's irrelevant in the context of the election. It's irrelevant. Trump's done. He's finished. Because, well, let's face it, the Republicans never liked Trump, really, did they? Especially after he was insulting all their golden boys. He he was never meant to get the nomination. No, not if Rick Perry had anything to do with it. He, He was never meant to get this far at all. But the Republican Party, they are leaving Donald Trump in droves. Mm. I mean, it was a handful of Republicans who came out and said, I'm never going to support Trump anyway. But there's governors, senators... Oh, yeah, it's a massive blowout. I mean, yeah. before it was a trickle, now it's a torrent of fucking... A uh, little too little too late. What, in terms of people leaving? To give up on Trump now? Shouldn't they have done this weeks ago? At the very start of the process of nominations? Yeah. I mean, but they should have, like, someone like Rubio or Ted Cruz should have, do- uh, and John Kasich, they should have dropped out sooner. So there was more of a consolidated effort against Trump. Do you remember there was like two of them, Kasich had no hope of winning whatsoever and he still kept going on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's too little too late for the Republicans to try and distance themselves from Trump now. But that's the thing. I think like Trump's going to do so much damage to the Republican Party that 2020 is going to be easy win for the Democrats as well. Mm. It's going to be Hillary second term. Mm. Eight years of the Clintons being back in the White House, how many sex scandals eight years. are going to accrue eight, eight over eight years. years? I don't know. I think She'll she have could to be die like, within her term. Yeah, that's what first I mean term, as well. Yeah. Do you think she, the pneumonia will get her? Yeah. Or they'll just like use running, like mate? they'll just use like loads of body doubles, like fucking yeah. North Korea or something. Like Saddam. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it what it's like. Anyway. 
Trump supporters, they are threatening, uh, you know, when you have a presidential election, there's other elections going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they determine who controls the uh, houses of Congress, who okay. controls the Senate and whatever. Trump supporters are threatening to punish the Republican Party because so many of them have left Trump mm-hmm. in disgrace. Yeah. And how many of them are there? Well, this is the thing. They got Trump to be the nominee. Of course. They're numerous yeah, enough, yeah. they're powerful enough to do that, mm. to kill off Rubio and Ted Cruz. But they've got some power. So this is the threat. It's not a question of who's going to win the election anymore. It's a question of will the GOP, the grand old party, will they actually survive this? Or is Trump actually going to drive a massive wedge between the two of them? Yeah, but the, the, way, the way you're talking is, I think you're thinking the same as me, where all this talk of sexual molestation... <laughs> yeah isn't actually making that much of a dent in his support. I don't know about that. But with uh, I, be- I guarantee you a lot of women who were considering voting for Trump will now not vote for Trump. Mm-hmm. Who were on the fence. Like, they really hate Hillary, but they really don't know if they can vote for Trump. Right. It's guaranteed now. They'll either not vote at all, or they'll vote for Hillary. Maybe he'll pull his Trump card and literally, like, on the third debate, he'll reveal that he is actually transgender. The Bill Clinton thing was. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll be... The Bill Clinton thing was his trump card. You know, he was like, oh, I could say something really nasty, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say that. That's been like, He's known, played that card that's been no, no for years. And like, but for him, like, for him to sort of hint that, you know, the whole media and there is just this huge conspiracy against him and it's all fixed. That's actually a really contentious, serious thing to say. And he sort of skirted around that, but he might just have to, to go all the way down that road and, uh. Well, just continuously apologise kind of thing. Yeah. I Do you really think, think he will? I don't think, but he hasn't really apologised sincerely. We, yeah, we it was like a room talk. Yeah, I think he's actually going to get harsher on it. He's got a very strange personality where he's very—he's actually very combative. He's a man-child. Yeah, he is a baby, and he's lashing out like a baby would. He's threatening to sue the New York mm. Times, and it's like the video mm. is the video. There's nothing. Mm. Yeah, you know but what then, I mean. There wasn't it, anything fake about it. Yeah, I, I just still think if he was—if he was really heinous person, he would have got done and exposed a lot earlier. But he's rich he's, and famous. And that's the point. Rich and famous people get away with shit mm. in America. And, and most other parts of the world. And presidents don't. Well, Bill Clinton got away with it technically, didn't he? Yeah. The women didn't, though, did they? But yeah, so if you're a woman, why the fuck are you listening to this? But chances are you're really happy right now. Cause the like, testosterone bunker. <laughs> Hillary's going to get in. It's going to be the first female president. It's good news for women, right? Problem being... Bill Clinton is going to be in the White House yet again. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be wheeling him around like Hannibal Lecter. You just start spasming as soon yeah. as I'm able. Jesus, his hands free! His hands are free! <laughs> code red, code red! Well, I don't think he's a pussy grabber. I think that's Trump's emo. Yeah, I see he Clinton is an ass man. <laughs> he just kind of goes, There's the president's dick. Hell to my chief. From one group of crazies to another. Talking about UKIP. They seem to be imploding as well. So, um, it emerged last week, or maybe the week before, I can't remember, but somehow, some way, St. Nigel Farage, OBE, is somehow <laughs> still leader of UKIP. Yeah, I think... He'll always be leader of UKIP. He's a <laughs> spiritual father. Does UKIP still actually need to exist now that we are independent? We haven't left yet. 
So yeah, Article maybe fifty-one has not been triggered. Yeah, Article fifty-one fifty. Yeah, but the, you Article know, the, fifty has not been triggered. <laughs> the whole sort of raise on debt of of UKIP, even uh, you know from its inception, was 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 to, you to know, get a referendum. To get a referendum, on, yeah. gets out. That's what they got. Um, what did you think of Diane James being leader for a grand total of eighteen days? So eighteen, I thought. It was I think it's. I think it's. Still, I think it's still a good a good thing. In it, just in terms of just uh, that she got elected or that yeah. she because because like you know like Labour they they've never had a female leader <laughs> yeah, just they've just been so around they've been around for yeah it showed like, progress for eighteen days yeah, exactly <laughs> and then it, yeah. and then she was bullied out yeah. <laughs> by all the blokes and the was, party, was that yeah. what it was because I, well, yeah, I don't she know said she said that she didn't she did, well yeah but she I also said someone, she didn't have unity I think someone I think someone I think someone spat spat in her face a few weeks she made a comment about how she admired Putin for his strength and. There was a big media backlash against yeah. her for that. But yeah. also, and then she also said she cited that and personal reasons yeah. that her dad is uh, something wrong with their dad. But I think someone like spat at her as well, and I think even what, something Farage? no, it's spat at <laughs> CBE, spat at her, and that just that I think might have she's like oh, fuck that. I don't want everyone spitting. Come on, me. if you're leader of UKIP, you've got to be made of tougher stuff than that. Exactly. Mm. Maybe she realised she was for like your maybe, whole career. Maybe she realised she wasn't up up to it. Like Nigel Farage has had all sorts of, you know, he's practically invincible with plane crashes and car crashes <laughs> yeah, and illnesses and unbreakable, stuff. unbreakable, isn't it? That, you know, that's the sort of person you you need in charge of, like, the most unpopular party in the country. <laughs> Diane Jake, her only contribution in that 18 days was giving us that really awkward photo between her and Nigel Farage where it looks like he's trying to grab her by the, you know what... Yeah. And she d- gave us a great photo. Yeah. So that will be photoshopped for the now and the rest of time. And, and and you also yeah you know, so like have UKIP imploded or have they exploded or are they merely concussed because that other guy got violent got either way punched out didn't he or headbutted by his uh, <laughs> yeah. by another UKIP MEP imagine well, no, the, he... imagine the day for Nigel Farage though in the morning so Diane James has just resigned yeah turns out he's still even though he's attempted to resign from the position twice now he's still leader of UKIP somehow. Mm. And then he's on TV and he's going, oh, it's it's been a bad day for you, Kip, but we're going to patch things up, we're going to reunite, mm. and we're going to come back stronger than ever. And mm. then, like, a couple of hours later, this story breaks about uh, MEP Stephen Wolfe. Did yeah. you guys hear about this? Yeah, in the Parliament building. Did you see the photo? Yes. Where he's laid out face down. Well, he, yeah. had, he had, like, a sort of mini stroke. Or yeah, he said he had two, like, epileptic fits or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh, was it? But, oh, yeah, yeah, but he, 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 he asked the other guy outside to fight. He took off his coat and said, yeah, you this, me outside now. Yeah. But this Initially, is actually, what I heard was... Apparently he took a blow to his head. He got punched and hit his head. This is what I heard. Yeah. And then I saw the photo, right? And I was like, oh, my God, he must have got sucker punched because yeah. he's laying on his face and he's still holding his bag, his mm. satchel yeah. thing. But, no, it turns out they were... UKIP were having a meeting, UKIP MEPs. And they were talking about the leadership contest. And well, this is this is a very little known thing about UKIP, where they're lunatics. Yeah, and, and in, in, <laughs> instead of having like um, elections and votes, they they actually have like um, you know uh, death matches to to, 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 to to make up decisions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was thinking like so, so this, this guy was like, this guy was like the number one leadership candidate after she. Yeah, left. he's the favourite. Um, so of course, by he had to have trial by combat by UKIP rules. <laughs> the other guy said, I, I fancy being the leader. So, okay, you have to fight. Okay, come on. Oh my God, how many...
So Diane James is tough. <laughs> yeah, she's she, she probably beat a guy to death. She, yeah, she knows Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like a fucking bear. <laughs> she knows uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. <laughs> Strangling motherfucker. Yeah, but obviously well, no, Nigel fact. is you know the sort of fade He's the Shanksum sitting yeah. at the yeah, yeah, throne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this uh, is what I uh, heard though, right? To put a more serious spin on this, I should just <laughs> all quit. But uh, apparently Stephen Wolf, he's number one favourite, and uh, he hasn't got any support within the party. They don't want him. I think they want Paul Nuttall or something like that. So he was threatening, this is the rumour, he was threatening to defect from UKIP and join the Tories. And I think that's what started the confrontation, the altercation. Uh, allegedly, the person who punched Stephen Wolf repeatedly, <laughs> a guy called Mike Hookham, Oh, great name. Yeah, Ex-Army exactly. boxer, wasn't he? He's like ex-soldier something, yeah. Mm. But an appropriate name. And, uh, so supposedly he punched Stephen Wolf a few times in the face, and about half an hour later, Stephen Wolf collapsed. And that's where you see the photo of him face down. So he wasn't sucker-punched. And yeah, and I think uh, there was uh, another part of the rumour was that Stephen Wolf threw his coat down and said, let's, let's take it outside. But I think Hookham was like, look, I'll fight anywhere. Yeah, that, well, that's, man. yeah well, that's, the, you know, the, in the, bar. The, the, uh, the, the, the challenger gets the, uh, the choice of venue for, for the death match. That's the way the rules are. Yeah. You just have to fight on his. I mean, does it get any more calamitous for UKIP than this? You couldn't like, how do you satirize UKIP? I don't think it's a question of satire. Maybe it's just coming to its natural end. Like you say, implosion is a good word. Like they've achieved what they wanted and maybe just, subconsciously energetically the substructure of the party is just disintegrating because it doesn't need to exist anymore if UKIP MPs want to be successful career politicians Mm. and get on Question Time and get on Andrew Marr show they've got to up their profile and like I said UKIP's a very unpopular party especially among the media so they'll naturally gravitate to becoming Tories just so they can you know get a bit more cash well in the last election UKIP did pretty well Mm. 4 million votes yeah I mean yeah only Translated to one seat. Yeah. But do you, do you not think... Because for the last 12, 15 years, they've been on the rise mm. on the national level. Mm. You don't think they're going to take that third biggest party spot away from the Lib Dems? Well, Lib Dems are... Or SNP, maybe. SNP's really the biggest <laughs> party. It's a terrible sort of state of affairs. They are democracy. sort of the unofficial opposition at the moment. Labour... Well, Labour had half-decent week last week. What, they didn't have but, any death matches? Well, the the bar is so low, though, for Labour right now. Them mm. having a good week doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Theresa May seems incredibly uh, empowered for whatever reason. She seems, she seems happy to, like, steamroller the whole of Parliament. She obviously feels yeah. like she's in a very strong position, or well, she wouldn't no be acting how she is. At the moment. So, yeah. Well, technically, she's only got a majority oh, of 12 seats. She shouldn't be having this easier time of it. But she, I think she is very shrewd. Well, maybe she knows She knows that she wants to take all the UKIP voters. She's taking UKIP and Labour voters. She's occupying the ground. Like, she's talking tough on immigration. Mm. And she, uh, they set a date. She set a date for uh, triggering Article 50, March mm. something next year. Yeah. Might be St. Patrick's March, Day. Or something? Or something? It? I don't know. I don't know, something like that. When the Irish are getting drunk and they don't notice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, she's undercut UKIP. She's undercut Labour. And it's kind of like de facto one-party state at the moment, except Scotland, who were their own one-party state. Mm. Well, they want to trigger another independence vote, don't they? But the EU, if any any member of the EU has, has power of veto. Yeah? Block it, yeah. And Spain would definitely block it because they have their own succession oh, issues Catalan- with, with the Catalonian yeah. Yeah, and the Basque separatists. Because um, how are you guys feeling about Brexit? Cameron, you're a Remain voter. So I was a Remain voter. Understandably panicky. Yeah, I think we're heading into dark times. 
Why? Because you might lose a bit of cash. No, yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my Quite a whole, lot of it is The that, value yeah. of your house would go yeah, down. My, yeah. the, the whole sort of basis of my vote of leaving Europe... Was to interesting fuck enough, Cameron over. <laughs> no, it, 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 obviously I'm really enjoying seeing a lot of you know people who wanted us to stay sort of being upset. But deep down, I, I made a choice of like money isn't as important as freedom and democracy. And to me, the EU offered me less freedom and democracy and, and I'd pay any price you know, to, to have more freedom. And, um, you know, we, we're due a bit of a sting anyway. And, you know, the pound devaluing actually takes takes some heat out of the market. And is ter- it making you nervous at all about Brexit? Though? The, the pound slumping to, I think it was like 61 year? Or was it bigger than that? Well, I might be able to afford a house one day. Which Not is quite with nice. a devaluing pound, you wouldn't. No, the property market will crash if everything goes to shit. Yeah, but it's only the value of the pound. So I'll, be, like. I'll be sitting in a, in, in, I'll be sitting in a nice penthouse with no electricity and gas because I can't afford yeah. it. But at least you won't be on the street. Won't be on the street. I'm getting a little bit nervous. Why? I'm getting a little bit I, nervous. I, not about that it's going to go horribly wrong. Yeah. I knew there was a chance it could go wrong anyway, right? It was a risk. It's not what's wrong. Almost, though. almost a punt in a way. How long has it been? It's not even been a year. Yeah, yet, guys. I know. Come but on. This is what I'm nervous about: the fact that I think we're probably not going to leave the EU. Because, you know, there's Ever? this big push to um, get Parliament involved, that there should be a parliamentary yeah, vote. Yeah. Yes. There is a case for saying that Parliament should have a vote on it. Yeah. Instead of just time. Theresa May going, oh, it's, it, Brexit means we're leaving, we're properly leaving, yeah. no single market access, whatever. Yeah. She has the power to do that. Well, the ideal referendum yeah. question, I think I've said this on the podcast before, it would have been two parts to it. First part, do you want to stay in or do you want to leave the EU? The second part would be, if we leave, what kind of leave would it be? Would you want us to have... What kind of relationship would you want us to have with the EU? So, like, membership with the EEA, I think- membership of EFTA, and then the final option would have been just, like, fuck the EU, mm-hmm. I just want out. Because we didn't have that referendum, though, where we got those options, it was just straight up in out. I think the Parliament, they have the right to say we should actually vote on what type of leaving the EU it is. But the problem there, I think it's about two thirds of MPs don't want to actually leave the EU. They want to remain. And I think that debate, that question would very swiftly get turned from what membership with the EU will we have to let's just fuck it. Let's just say forget the referendum and let's just remain. Because Theresa May, if I remember correctly, she was for remain. During the referendum campaign. Quietly, a bit quietly, but she was definitely remain, stay in. What do you think would happen if it goes to a parliamentary vote and then parliament decides, actually, we're going to overturn the referendum result and we're just going to remain in the EU? Like, what do you think would be a likely result of that? I'm going to go to Cam first. Can I actually do that? The referendum is not legally binding, the result. Mm. Would Europe actually accept them back in or allow them to remain? Europe, yeah. Of course, they it would be a they would be very um, braggadocious to borrow a word from Trump there about ah, <laughs> look who came crawling back. Mm. You know what I mean? They'd be cunts about it. What do you think, Tim? My prediction. Yes, blood on the streets. There would be riots. Honestly, we live in a, we live in a little bubble. We're recording from London, if, if you didn't know, which is Brexit a, bunker in London, which, which yeah. is a little bubble, yeah, About two kilometers underground, yeah. What we don't realise is if that sort of shit happened, literally the whole of Blackpool would <laughs> march on London. The whole of Doncaster would Sunderland. come down. We don't... People, that's the thing. It's such a little bubble that obviously London was the only part of England that voted to remain, basically, wasn't it? Solidly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Scotland. So you look at the map, it's... it's that we could have, we've got to leave. It's, the whole thing, it's, it's, it's very disruptive for the country. 
if if they if these Good. if these people if these career politicians the majority of the MPs in the House of Commons want to be in the European Union because mm. it's a huge fucking gravy train. I'm sorry. Yeah, for them it is. They get a lot of money. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, can yeah. all agree on that. Yeah. So that can't be allowed to happen. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah? It'd be impossible for anyone to say British democracy does actually function when you're overturning national referendums. How do you say with a straight face British democracy actually yes it's alive and well? I think it's a very you'd have alive to say and well, isn't you'd it? have to say democracy's dead at that point if um, that happened. If what happened? Yeah. If they overturned the referendum result and just oh, ignored yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Same thing might happen in the states. <laughs> Fucking Trump, <laughs> he wins. Barack Obama might declare martial law because everyone's writing. You know. <laughs> I'm sure that would be too late by then. They can't wait until Trump has announced the winner and then Obama sends the tanks out. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting times we're living in, though. Really, really interesting times we're living in. But you know people are obsessing over, oh, what what was this referendum about? And the Remainers, or Ramoners, whatever you want to call them. Losers. Yeah, the people on the wrong side of history. (laughs) They keep changing their mind. Do you remember at first? At first it was about, oh, it's, it's working, it was about working class people trying to slap middle-class people in the face. And then they were all going on about how, oh, it was that promise. You remember that promise that made they made the £350 million a week we'd yeah. spend on the NHS? It was all about that. They were fooled by Isn't that. that 450 350 mm-hmm. Should have been 250 But it's irrelevant now, then. It wasn't even a promise anyway. Mm-hmm. But it was that for a while. And then it's now, oh, now it's, oh, it's all about immigration. It was all about immigration. It wasn't about any of that. At least for me, it wasn't. What was it for you, Tom? For me, it was partially sovereignty argument. There's no higher court in the land other than ours. Yeah. No, I'm not saying the world. Our court (laughs) should rule the world. I'm just saying it should rule Britain. I also think it was about a wake-up call to British people. We've been in this kind of lazy, almost complacent stasis. What, you think it's going to galvanise people into being productive? It's a shock to the system. And the thing is, it's not like we're working really, really hard in Britain, but we're going nowhere. Do you know what I mean? We're working harder and harder just to stay in the same place. And I think Britain's a country where, to borrow the words from Clint Eastwood, we're a bit of a pussy nation. (laughs) And I think Brexit, I I was hoping Brexit would toughen us up, make us kind of like a more go-get-it attitude, do you know what I mean? Definitely gave me a semi. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I wanted it to be a bit of a (laughs) rejuvenation for British people. Well, it certainly energised politics. It it got me a bit more politicised than I've been in many years. Because it was like finally a chance to do the opposite of what Tony Blair, <laughs> Barack Obama, uh, Cameron, not Jay, not Cameron, Cameron, David Cameron, David Cameron yeah. you know, just the opposite of what they were telling me to do. It was a great opportunity just to, just to go like two, two fingers up and, uh, well, yeah. say F you to the establishment. Yeah. Fantastic feeling. But like you said, immigration did play into it a bit, oh, definitely. A bit Tom, yeah, because, because that links in with sovereignty. But it wasn't all of it. Because no, because the whole thing was just being, being in control of our borders. of your immigration. We weren't in control of, of, of the immigration system. And for an island, that's very important because it does make a difference. Cause well, it, they always say, well, look, the immigration, it adds to GDP, overall GDP. But what happens to GDP per capita? Hmm. Overall GDP, yeah, it's going up slightly. GDP per capita for most people is either stagnant or it's going down. Hmm. So it's like mass immigration is not an answer. It's a, short, it's a short-term answer for a long-term problem. That over the long term, mass immigration just exacerbates the problem. And especially on an island, because it might sink. <laughs> if all the immigrants move to London, yeah. and it kind of tips in the corner, yeah. the, people and the Scottish people get going, way Woo! too close to the sun yeah. to start burning up. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they're so pale skinned as well. It'd be terrible. Yeah, they'd break through just, the clouds and just instantly burn. So from one type of clown to another. Yes, it's those killer clowns coming up next. has swept the UK with multiple sightings all across the country. They've been spotted out in high streets, been loitering around pub entrances, threatening to cut people's throats, creeping around outside of people's houses. They've been leaving their phone turned on when they've been doing podcast recordings, those motherfuckers. And they've even been stalking children outside of schools. Cam, you got anything to say about that? Clowns hanging around outside of school? Yeah, or even in them. <laughs> yeah, there'd be no like reports of it across the country, but I haven't experienced it so far. But kids are fucking shit scared of it as well. But that's because, you know, kids gossip and they spread rumours and stuff like that. Aren't they scared of clowns anyway, kids? Well, everyone's fucking scared of clowns. Yeah. But now they're like killer clowns. It's yeah. different from a clown. Clowns are meant to make you laugh, not cry. But what has your school done about it? Have they taken any precautions? Oh, not a lot yet, to be honest with you. Um, kind of like, ignore it. <laughs> it's, oh, really? It's, they haven't, um... it's small pockets that are mentioning it, not the entire school. They like, if hired... there was anarchy in the fucking playground, then yeah, we'd do something more serious. They haven't hired a bunch of thugs to parade around the school, patrol around it? No, we've already got thugs in, <laughs> in year six, <laughs> around the school. No, no, our year six kids are smaller than the average year six. I've seen much bigger. Malnourished? Um, no, no, really, no. <laughs> One of the most obese uh, <laughs> boroughs in the country. So this killer clown craze, of course, it's not actual real clowns. It's mostly, I'd say, like teenagers, guys in their early 20s. Just mm. Yeah, jerk-offs that don't have anything better to yeah, fucking do. Yeah, they're just donning university students. Halloween costume clown costumes and walking around with fake bloody knives and fake chainsaws Yeah, but they're shit. dressing up as freaky clowns as well with, like, fucked-up masks. Yeah, even scarier than it, Stephen King's It. Well, yeah, yeah that's where some people think it came from. Well, I think that's the kind of popularisation of the creepy clown who's not actually trying to make you laugh he's out to kill you no i meant in the sense that they're making a remake in 2017 yeah but this craze kind of predates the announcement of the the it remake coincided nicely though mm. yeah it's a nice uh, bit of promotion for them unless they start getting it out there before but it's that they're pranksters that's obviously how these people view themselves is yeah. they're just playing an innocent prank I, mm. I'd, I'd guess that 80 percent of the time they're jumping out of a bush with a rubber knife scaring someone their mate is round the corner filming it yeah I reckon that's a lot of it as well I think that's where it originated I saw um, a YouTube video that went viral uh, two years ago where it's a group of guys who are standing in an alleyway that's suspiciously well lit and there's multiple camera angles and uh, they're dressed up with these killer clowns and they've got a fake dead body yeah. and they're just standing over it and they're waiting for someone to come mm-hmm. around the corner right and then this group of kind of gang banger wannabes come around the corner and they're like, yo, what the fuck, man? What the fuck going on, man? And then one walks up to the first killer clown and just socks him straight away, just punches him. <laughs> the guy takes his mask off, yeah. takes his wearing like these kind of uh, boiler suit outfits. Yeah. He unzips this and he's like, he's a proper well-built guy. They all are, all the clowns, they look like uh, wrestlers to me. Right. And they all like start taking their masks off and showing off that they're like, they're buff and everything. 
But then the guy who got punched, he takes his boiler suit completely off and he's only got this tiny little thong on. <laughs> and the gang of gangbanger wannabes run away. Because <laughs> they're, they're afraid of homosexuality more than anything. Yeah. Doesn't he chase them? More than getting the shot. Yeah, they start chasing after them. And that was 2014. And I think that would have been one of the first killer clown videos. And because it went viral, it would have inspired a lot of people. Like you say, Tim, there's someone standing there with a camera yeah. filming it all. But the the actual general spirit of it is quite nasty. Killer clowns hanging around woods and trying to lure small children in. Yeah. Oh, and, there oh, is, and this is a... Um, there is a violent aspect. Some people have actually been injured with real knives. Where the, and yeah, it's, I'm sure that's happened a couple of times. Yeah, it's, it's but got I remember a this, sinister element to it. The killer clown craze rather than just a viral video yeah. was about seven or eight months ago um it was in america start as always started in america and then came over here mm. but it was people these killer clowns would look for houses with obvious cctv security cameras and they would make sure they were in shot like they're trying to open a door and looking at the camera and trying to act all creepy so that people would look at their home cctv footage and suddenly oh my god these creepy clowns right that was about eight or nine months ago i saw that and now it's come to Britain. And it's it's beyond a prank. It's not like the guy popping out of the trash can, scaring someone, and then taking the mask off and going, ha ha, yeah, I scared you, blah blah, it's not really, I'm not really a monster, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. These guys are trying their best to give Convince the impression. Convince people yeah. that they're going to be murdered. Yeah, and have you seen the video where the woman's in her car? No. Oh, but I read about it. That are sounded through the horrific. Window. They're on her yeah. car, they're climbing all over yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty freaky. Yeah, they're taking. They are taking it too far. Yeah, the people who do it, they obviously, and people who watch the videos of doing it, they think it's funny, don't they? And you can judge a society on its culture and what it finds funny. And this, this is actually quite, you know, a bit dodgy. Yeah. Maybe if this is like more the, acceptable now in certain circles. But the thing about pranks is, it's always funniest to the person doing the prank, not uh-huh. the, not yeah, to the person who's too. had the prank played mm. on them it's never mm. funny to them and it's funny to watch as the third party as like well like jeremy beadle crushing oh, your car yeah 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 it's not funny to you it's hilarious to the audience yeah. right but when it's your car that you're seeing this fucking monster truck with jeremy beadle and his tiny little hands on the wheel but it's like do you ever see these youtube prankster videos where it'll be a guy will we'll walk up to a black guy and call him something that sounds like mm. the n-word right yeah but it wasn't it was just something that sounded like he could it, say but- like you're you're a real enigma you know, like yeah, a mystery like that. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. is an enigma. Like, and it'd be like, what the fuck are you saying to me? What the fuck are you... And yeah, they'll yeah. punch him. Yeah. And then it would be like, no, bro, bro, it's just a prank. Look, there's a, there's a camera over it. That's yeah, not yeah. a prank. Yeah. Or it's that, this is a new type of uh, humour. It's got slightly over the, the boundaries now. It's crossing it's the line. It's crossing yeah. the line. Pussy grabbing. <laughs> <laughs> Trump-esque yeah. in its pranksterism. Locker room stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but have you noticed that some people, uh, they're fighting back against the killer clowns? I've seen a lot of videos of clowns getting the shit kicked out. Of them. I'm just looking for a cloud now. Yeah, you're yeah. hoping. You're going just out driving there. around the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I go looking for a cloud. <laughs> I trained 20 years in Kung Fu for this moment. What the? <laughs> <laughs> My money's worth that. Have you seen any of these videos? Some of them are real. Some of them are obviously fake. We'll yeah. have a look at one that is obviously clearly fake. But it's like even the fake ones are fucking joyous to me because it's like fuck these guys anyway. Yeah, so that guy's <laughs> Man, what the f- what's wrong with you, man? 
It's like, it's, I'm, mess, I'm messing about, fam. How ha do you do that, man? Ha Halloween. You think it's a joke? No, no, I'm just, it's a prank, fam. Like, it's just, what do you mean it's a prank? Do you think it's funny? Halloween's around the corner, man. Just, bro, are you mad or something? I'm, I'm sorry, man. You I'm, can't do that in the ends, fam. Bro, I'm sorry, man. What do you mean? Bro, it's just, you can't go around scaring people, you know? Fam, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like, proper scare you bro, like that. Bro, you mess around with the wrong person sometimes. I, I know, but I, that was not my intention. Would you like if I, if I took a knife and scared you with it? It's vernacular change completely there. He went really posh. People, I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What do you mean? What do you mean? Wait here. Oh, look, he's going off to grab something. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <Bottled it. laughs> That's a joke, yeah. You can't do them things. I get this guy's logic. Mm. But that was clearly that was a fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't just, really bottle the guy. No, it was a fake bottle, and there were cuts and zooming in and out. Well, no, but it's the fact that you can tell they're actually yeah. mic'd up. But it's but it's definitely happened where people retaliated against these. Clients. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you see the guy in Cumbria dressed up as Batman? No, and he was chasing <laughs> down one of the killer clowns. Oh wow! Yeah, what a legend. Like, For the kids. You clowns, you scared the kids. It is Batman versus the Joker. In yeah, Wait, he, did, way, yeah. he did a Batman voice. Yeah, he does the voice. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> but that guy's a legend. Tell your friends about me. <laughs> you should get a medal. Does he only go after clowns or is he sort of a, a general street-level justice vigilante? No, he's so. just a clown hunter. Because all these vigilantes, you always see them in, like, the provincial town. You never see them in, like, fucking Brixton, places like that, do you? <laughs> Where there's hard people Where around. there's actually, like... Where they won't fuck about with that shit. <laughs> no. you know, like... One of my favourite ones is an Australian one. This craze has reached even Australia, right? And normally Australia's, like, they're well behind the times. Like, when they're, when you're on the plane landing in Sydney, the captain normally reminds you to set your watch back about 15 years. <laughs> but there's one where the clown's walking along, and he's got a baseball bat. But the guy gets out of the car. He like walks up to him like, yeah, 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 what are you doing? The clown drops the baseball bat. He's being submissive. But then he just starts punching him in the face anyway. That's Dude. like me. That's like a... Starts punching the clown in the face. Just an yeah. aggressive person. Yeah, gets him on the ground, mm -hmm. like full mount and just yeah. wailing on his he'll face. Try, he'll try and justify it to himself as doing some sort of social duty. Like, oh, mate, there could have been a little kid around the corner <laughs> being terrified. <laughs> So I just took the chance. <laughs> Been practicing on the heavy bag all day. You think, oh, fuck it, man. I don't want to give this guy a whack. I'm loving these. They're kind of like vigilantes to me because yeah. these clowns are going too far. And yeah, it's a, it's a weak excuse for someone who's a violent thug anyway to get in his car and look, go driving around looking for clowns. Yeah. But I think these people are heroes because <laughs> I think this is the only way you're going to get these high street there. heroes. Should we, go, should we go out now, guys? Should we go out now? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> After podcast, we'll go out looking for them. <laughs> yeah. I think the police should actually declare an amnesty with the clown, killer clown hunter gangs. Like these groups of guys who go around looking for these killer clown wannabes and then just kick the shit out of them. An amnesty should be declared that, listen, up to the line of you put them in a coma, you're okay. You know what I mean? As long as you don't kill them, as long as you don't hospitalise them for more than two, three weeks. Mm. You're right. No, man. Pardon. They, full pardon. They can't do that. It'll, it'll escalate. People will start burning down McDonald's and Zippo Circus. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald McDonald's, like, <laughs> public enemy number one. <laughs> but that's because McDonald's have responded. And they've said, um, Ronald We're McDonald... We're not loving it. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a not, nice clown. He's not going to be making any public appearances... Until this killer clown craze is over. I mean, it'll probably be over by Halloween, after yeah. Halloween. Did you see in the mirror the theory about where this killer clown craze started? They're putting it down to an old, what is allegedly a Japanese McDonald's advert that obviously never ran. And you'll be, you'll find out 
why that advert never ran in just a second. We'll have to describe it. So this is a really creepy, supposedly Japanese McDonald's advert. Sorry for the low quality. Alright, so there's a door with a handle that's turning. Someone's trying to open the door. Oh my god, the lock is turning by itself. <gasps> a yellow glove. Who could that be? There's more. So it's a woman in her house alone. Okay, Ronald McDonald is in a dark alleyway outside the apartment looking in her window. So is, do you think that's Japanese, Ronald McDonald saying, I'm loving it, McDonald's? Is that. Is this yeah, is fucking. This is really creepy, creepy. shit, isn't it? Oh, this is a classic take on the... Cl- What's know, that say, though? The, the calendar says 2008 in the background. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is after It. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is after... I reckon it was the TV... All right. So the girl's... King's it. She's sitting on her bed on the phone. And, uh-oh, we're panning down to look what's under the bed. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's Ronald McDonald with just a nonchalant look in his face. <laughs> That's meant to be Ronald's voice, isn't it? That's that's going to give me nightmares. Not the visuals, oh. just the, the sound he make. And I, I really want to know what the translation of what he's saying is there. I'm going to fucking kill you, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the whole the whole image of the clown, it is obviously, you know, a fucking goldmine if, if for, like, uh, fear inducement. Like you said, the chlorophobia yeah. thing, the whole fact that... What, what effect did you call it? Oh, good, it was valley me, of what? You were telling me something earlier. Oh, the uncanny valley effect uncanny where valley, you yeah. see something that's yeah. portraying itself as human, but you notice that it's not really human. Just something that's slightly deformed. <laughs> but like it, with the clowns, it's like twice, uh, it got twice the effect because not only are their faces painted up gaudily to be like caricatures of the but, human expression, but yeah, when they contradict really one another, like if you've got a sad expression, but you've got a happy face painted in you, like your brain can't handle it and it doesn't like it. What yeah. process? It's just like, no, that's weird. isn't that's, it? Like... It's not, that's not right. seems to be a running theme through this episode and with that in mind we move on to movie talk this time it's Louis Theroux's My Scientology Movie yeah so movie talk a couple of weeks ago I went to go see Louis Theroux's My Scientology Movie Hello? Can I just give you a, a letter? We're doing a documentary about Scientology. Wait, I thought... Scientology. Scientology. A religion created by a sci-fi writer, run by a mysterious leader, David Miscavige. So this is my chance to experience Scientology firsthand. You need to leave. How are you doing, Mr. Squirrel? You guys are trespassing. Got anything to say? It's okay, we have a permit. You saw it in the cinema? Yeah, the I saw it at the ICA. Okay, so it's... The a, Institute for Contemporary Arts. So it's, a, so it's an actual film. It's not just like yeah. a documentary you would see Louis through do on TV. Yeah, it's not a BBC... It's got better camera angles and 
More of a production budget, yeah. Okay, okay. So, written and produced by the lovable Louis Theroux, my Scientology movie is his unique take on the uh, religion called the Church of Scientology, as created by a failed science fiction writer, and it purports to enthuse both spirituality and science. (laughs) The unstoppable force. Does it actually refer to itself as a religion? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, it calls right. itself the Church of Scientology. Church, Church, it calls okay. itself a belief okay. as well. Okay. But obviously, it's the um, they looked for religion status to be recognised by the state as a proper religion, so they don't Tax have to pay taxes. And, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's a very funny documentary, usual kind of Louis Theroux type documentary, where you know, like half of the entertainment is Louis Theroux himself. You know, mm. he's that very quirky. Kind of yeah, awkward esque. Yeah, he's got a kind of like childlike innocence to him. Yeah, and that's that's what makes like say fifty percent of the entertainment in a Louis Theroux documentary is Louis Theroux himself. If you already knew about Scientology, mm. going and seeing Louis Theroux's My Scientology movie, you wouldn't learn anything new whatsoever. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah. quite a particular question. Um, from what I know about Scientology, I've not seen the film, but. Um, I used to walk past their shop a lot on Tottenham Court Road. I used to yeah, work there. next to Good Street Station. Yeah. And also, I saw the infamous episode of South Park where <laughs> they they talked about what the sort of higher levels of Scientology actually believe and mm. about all these Thetans and souls and Zenu. Zenu. Do, do, do they talk about that in the film? No. And the reason is like Louis Theroux did loads of interviews and things. Like, so is that actually work. true, or is that what they believe? Or? Yeah, it is true. Okay, but okay. He wouldn't because obviously tons of people have done documentaries on Scientology. There was a famous BBC Panorama one, you know, where eventually he snaps and he starts screaming back at the Scientologist mm. guy. So Louis Theroux wanted to do his own take where he treats the religion as though it were an actual religion. He treats it with a certain level of reverence and um, he doesn't like the fact that people seem to revel in revealing Scientology secrets. Mm. You know, putting it out there on the internet and then laughing about it. He's He wasn't interested in that. He wanted to learn more about Scientology from actual Scientologists. But obviously he realises very, very quickly that Scientology is one of the most paranoid, secretive religions, organisations yeah. in the world, right? And so um, he knows he can't get any access into Scientology to talk to anyone. So he relies on an ex-Scientologist, uh, what would you call like an apostate? He relies on him to tell him about these events that happened and what Scientology is about. And he starts hiring actors because he's in LA, right? Mm, mm. So he starts hiring these actors in order to reenact certain scenes. And Scientology have these really over-exuberant parades and award ceremonies. Like, you seen the video with Tom Cruise? No. Oh, you've not seen this one? Where it looks like, at first you think it's like the Oscars. Yeah. It's just really extravagant. Yeah. And uh, then he he goes up on stage and they they announce his name as like second wing commander intergalactic lieutenant like Jeremy and all this bullshit. So they were showing that and Louis was reenacting that. So they cast someone to be Tom Cruise. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's quite funny. Was it a lookalike? No, no. But he kind of did he do the uh, he got the mannerisms down. Brilliant. But they like he wasn't doing an impression of Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? But think about what I've seen from Louis through his documentaries. Um, they normally take some sort of critical stance, and does 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 he does he does he go in to sort of criticise Scientology and highlight no. its more negative aspects, or is no. it just a sort of plain this is what this is? I don't think the word cult came out of his mouth once. Yeah, right. And it's like Scientology is a cult. 
I know some people will say every religion started off that way, but what Louis did is he allowed other people to say these things for him. So he didn't have to say it himself. Like he always presents himself as that. I'm just an innocent, curious person. So he would let the ex-Scientologists say it's a cult. They have a cult-like mentality and all this. Mm. Haven't they murdered people? (laughs) Or is that just tabloid? The most damning thing Louis Theroux's documentary went on about was the current leader of the church. So L. Ron Hubbard started Scientology. He died, I think, mid-80s, late-80s. And uh, a protege of his, someone who joined quite late, but L. Ron Hubbard really liked the guy. And he's called David Miscavige. And I'd say like the first 40, 45 minutes of the documentary is a kind of, it's basically like a character assassination of him. They're talking about him and what a narcissist and a sociopath and how violent he is and how he would try and keep people in line through these like screaming in their ear kind of thing, these tirades. But Louis always keeps this kind of ambiguity there because the ex-Scientologist guy who's informing him of everything. Right. Scientology are telling Louis, they're sending him these letters like every day, like cease and desist kind of shit. But they're saying, oh, the guy you've hooked up with, he's not where you think he is. He's trying to start his own version of Scientology, and that's why he's trashing us, and he's feeding you false information. Why are you here? He's right behind us now. We have their attention. Why are they doing this? It's just not like any church that you can think of. Gradually, I realized you were never going to let me in. I began thinking of another way inside. I was the baddest ass dude in Scientology. Scientology. You can't film me. Throughout the whole documentary, there's this subtext of you don't know who to trust. Yeah. In the world of Scientology, every single person could be a brainwashed liar. Do you know? Also, mm. it's got a bit of drama to it then. So oh, yeah, I there's can see tension. Why it can be an entertaining movie. There's a great bit where the guy, the ex-Scientologist he's talking to is actually like a right-hand man of the leader, David Miscavige. And his role was basically enforcer. So if anyone kind of stepped out of line, this guy would use his fists, do you know what I mean? Keep him in line. Literally use his fists. Yeah, there's a bit where um, Louis talks to another ex-Scientologist. He goes like, um, do you know the guy I'm talking to? He's like, yeah, I know that guy. He punched me in the face. <laughs> like, uh, I was sitting in this room and I was being uh, kind of uh, what they call a suppressive person. When you don't buy into Scientology 100% and go with it 100%, they call you a suppressive person. And so uh, the enforcer guy comes in, starts talking to him kind of calmly, nonchalantly, mm. and then just punches him like out of the blue, like sucker punches him. And there's a bit where Louis kind of, he's not trusting the guy anymore. And the guy goes to him, Louis, look, you keep asking me the same bullshit questions, right? We've been doing this. I've been sitting with you for hours and hours on end. You don't ever ask me anything interesting. Just ask me something real. And so Louis Theroux goes, what did it feel like to punch that guy? Yeah, it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Hurt my hand a bit. (laughs) But then, uh, like I say, there's always that subtext of like, you don't know who to trust in this world at all. And of course, it doesn't help that it's Hollywood, where everyone's a fucking actor. Mm. Everyone's fake, and he knows that. But a lot some of Scientologists of the... are actors as well. Like, exactly, and he knows like the only way Scientology can know everything he's doing. They know his every movement, everywhere he goes, they're following him, right? And they know where he is at all times. And he figures, oh, okay, some of the actors I've hired must be Scientologists who are relaying mm. the information mm. back. So it's like a kind of clandestine world of like they all view themselves as that kind of. James Bond-esque secret agent, I'm on a secret mission to save the world kind of shit. They're batshit crazy. They dress in these navy uniforms. 
They look awful, by the way. They're completely garish. <laughs> and it's like, they call themselves, uh, the higher-ups call them part of the, they're part of this group called Sea Cadets, or something like that. But anyway. Uh, one of the highlights for me, one of my favourite bits in the documentary, Louis Theroux undergoes the training that Scientologists undergo. You know how, have you seen those videos with Scientologists where they've got the crazy eye and they're constantly accusing you of things? Like, why did you do that? Why did you do that to the kids? Oh, what's good? What dark memories are in your past? And they try and get to you that way. Hmm. Louis Theroux undergoes training about how to combat that and deal with it. Hmm. And it basically involves, he's sitting in a chair with his hands on his knees and the ex-Scientology guy, the enforcer, he'll, he'll sit there smiling at Louis and then suddenly he'll be like, ah! <laughs> and try and punch him. And Louis would have to not flinch. And like every time he flinched, he was like, okay, we'll start again. And so eventually he gets to a point where those like fake punches yeah. don't he doesn't react to them anymore and then he gets a girl in to sit there and just take the piss out of louis for like several yeah. hours straight you're a shit documentarian you're a shit husband you're a shit man do you know what i mean all this for ages and eventually he gets to a point where it just all washes over him he becomes supplicant he becomes like a scientologist like a cultist basically and uh the science church of scientology are following louis around the whole time they're filming him the whole time because it turns out they were making their own documentary on him. And uh, so this group are filming him. And Louis Theroux takes out his camera phone and starts filming the Scientologist camera guy. And he's like, uh, one of the Scientology women's talking to him, going like, you can't be here, you've got no right to be here. I have every right to be here. Like, he's talking like a robot back to her. And then he points his camera at the camera guy and starts trying to talk to him, but he's not saying anything back. And then he walks the camera guy back like he, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, like a boxer walking down someone, pushing them into the corner. Mm-hmm. He does that with the crazy look in his eye. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's quite a funny scene. I knew that there would be consequences. Was there someone on the inside who was somehow a mole? Your happiness is a course away. Thank you. You believe so much they can convince you of anything. Scary, huh? A little bit. Tell him to stop filming me. Well, you're filming us. Tell him to stop. What, you tell him to stop. Tell him to stop. You tell him to stop and I'll tell him to stop. Thanks, guys. Would I recommend this movie to anyone? Uh, If you already know about Scientology and you're not a fan of Louis Theroux, Mm. no, don't go see it because you're not going to learn anything new. If, however... You do know something about Scientology, but you're a big Louis Theroux fan. Yeah, definitely go see it, because it's great. And if you don't know anything about Scientology? And you don't know anything about Louis Theroux. <laughs> yeah. Go and see it? Well, yeah, if you don't know anything about Scientology, it see it, because you'll learn something if you don't know anything yeah, going into it. Is it an enjoyable thing to watch? Oh my God, yeah. Then there you go. Why don't you leave with that instead of making it sound shit? Well, it's not that it's shit. It's a very fun film. Yeah, but his whole with thing... His things. whole thing was, I'm going to treat them with respect. <laughs> right. That's his. That's why it's called my Scientology movie because mm. it's his unique take on it. Because mm. everyone else does the whole yeah, they're crazy idiot. Do you think there'll be a Scientologist hounding through for the rest of his life? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. He'll probably look over his shoulder every now and then and spot someone with a camera filming him. They say it brainwashes people. Do I look like I'm brainwashed to you?
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy the show and weren't too creeped out by all the creeps that we were talking about. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, you know all the rest. Anyway, till next time. Bye. See you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a good episode. Wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, just, I think it's time I finally left this fucking bunker, man. I've been down here for about eight or nine months. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it's a dark place after a while. Uh, you guys need a lift home? No, I'm okay, man. I got my yeah, go on then. Yeah, go All on. Right, cool. All right, cool. Cool. Let's okay. go. Let's go. All God. Oh, and it's fucking raining as well. Oh. Uh, what's... Is that a full moon? Yeah, thankfully it's only a short walk to the car. Are you giving him a lift? Yeah, 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 sure, that's fine. Okay, I'll race you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not too fast, man, it's wet. <laughs> what's that? Oh, what? Oh. what the fuck? <laughs> Oh, <laughs>